Hey, welcome to Sunday School. I'm glad you're here. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. You're listening to the Mills Sunday School Podcast. We are the College and 20-somethings ministry of New Life Church. All right, let's do a little better. When I say praise the Lord, you say praise the Lord because the Lord is worthy of our praise. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! All right, good. Okay, so this week we're not combined with global anymore, so we're a little smaller. And I think maybe last month some of uh, the Mill Sunday Schoolers were scared off by the global people. So move on up. Uh, we're going to start the Psalms this morning and all this month. So if you are willing, come on up to the front. Uh, sit with other people. The bigger the table, the better, because we're going to do a couple discussion questions. And do this for me. Would you meet somebody you don't know? Uh, ready, cassette, go. Meet and greet, go. All right. And um, as you find your seats, you can turn to Psalm 1. If you turn right into the middle of your Bible, you're probably in the Psalms. And so then you just need to turn back and find Psalm 1. And we have a special guest who's going to read Psalm 1. Jay, come on up. Jay, come on up. Come on. It's your time. Hey, come here. All right. Okay, do you want to say someone? You can't do it. Okay, what about if we face this way? Blessed is the man who does not walk in the council. It's the light. It's the light. It's on the law. On the law. On this law. He said it. You did so good, Jay. Said the whole thing. So let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you that out of the mouth of children declare your praise, that you are a holy and a good God. And Lord, as we study the Psalms this month and this morning, God, would you stretch open our hearts and our minds to understand you and and maybe who we are as your creation and we, would we connect with you by saying these psalms, these songs, this poetry of yours. So we love you and praise you. And everybody screamed. Amen. Amen. All right, Jay. You could go down. You want to go back to your chair? All right. Jay boy. Well done. So let me tell you a story. And you probably have stories like this uh, where you can hear a song and it'll bring you right back to this moment in your life that you first heard the song or you remember hearing the song. Like if somebody started singing the VBS song, this is the day that the Lord has made. Anybody? This is the day. It's the day that the... 
that has made, like, my mind instantly goes back to me as a little kid at vacation Bible school, and I'm right there loving being at church. I'm loving the games we're playing. I'm, I'm fascinated to learn about God and how much God loves me because uh, the Bible tells me so. Like, that, my mind just goes right there. If I hear the song uh, by Joe, was it Joe Cocker, uh, You Are So Beautiful to Me? So beautiful. Anybody? Me. Like my mind goes instantly back to like when I was just a little kid, like Jay's age, and my brother was born and my mom would sing that song to my brother and I was so happy to have a brother. Like it's just an emotional song for me. I just think about it. Like my, that's where my mind instantly goes. Uh, if, if I hear the song uh, by Beck, Loser. Do you know that song? <laughs> you know it. Um, if you haven't, uh, it brings me right back to uh, my high school years and high school being on a bus going to and from soccer tournaments. And our high school team was undefeated. And so for some reason, uh, that song came out that year. That was like our theme song. And we would sing Loser on the bus. And our coach would get so mad. You guys aren't winners. You guys are men. You guys are winners. You guys are winners. Stop singing the song. And we'd, no, we'd be like, coach, you don't get it. It's like our theme song. He's like, stop it. And it was just such a good, happy time in my life. And I can think of uh, uh, another song that will just instantly bring me back to a time and a place. It's uh, Etta James's song, At Last. Anybody? At last. (laughs) You know it. Some of you do. That was Erica and I's song, kind of as we were dating and engaged. We, we talked about getting married and how awesome it'll be, awesome it will be when at last we're married. And so that was our song that we first danced to as a married couple. And we were just crying and thinking about the song. And, and whenever I hear that song, I'm just brought back to that moment. In fact, a couple, I think it was like two months ago, I was, we were traveling, the whole family, Erica and I and Jay, who read the psalm. And then we have two other boys, Maximus and Rowan, and we were in the airport in Minneapolis-St. Paul uh, International Airport, and I had Jay's hand on my right. I remember it perfectly, and I had uh, like a bunch of bags because I had like a whole family's bags uh, wheeled uh, on the left hand, and we're walking. I'm in front. Erica's pushing a stroller with Max and Rowan, and in the middle of the airport, there's like this uh, piano player who's playing background music, and he started playing the song at last, instrumental version, and I just lost it. I, I was like weeping, like happy, like, like Erica and I had this song. And even now I'm just getting emotional. Like we had this song and it was beautiful and we got married. And here we are seven years later with kids in such a different situation. And, and it just brought back these waves of emotion. I'm just like, I'm just like tearing, like tears are streaming down my face and I can't wipe them because I have each hand is full. And so people passing me must have thought like, this guy's having a horrible day. Um, but it was just the opposite. I was just waves of emotion. Like I just thought like the power of songs, the power of poetry. And I'm going to argue this month, the power of Psalms, which are both poems and songs that they have this ability to instantly connect us with emotions, with God, with the deeper things of life. And so um, maybe some of you have psalms. Uh, at the end of this month, maybe this will be true of you, that you will have a psalm, maybe a favorite psalm. Um, that's a discussion question for later that you could think about. Um, but some of you may have psalms that will instantly bring you back to a time of your life. 
I remember for the first time hearing Psalm, one, uh, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, at a funeral when I was a little kid. And it just brings back memories of how that, that psalm comforted the family of the people that I went to, of the, the, the person that had died. Or I think about when I was a young adult, right out of high school, uh, I was really b- becoming fascinated with spending time with the Lord on a whole new level and, and finding time and saying, how lovely it is to, to be in your dwelling place, O Lord. Oh, my God, Almighty. And so Psalm 84 became a really important psalm in that time. And whenever I hear Psalm 84, I'm brought back to that time of prayer as a a young adult. Uh, I think of Psalm 121. Got me through a really hard time in my life. Uh, I was dating a girl in high school. Ended up being a long-distance thing. We both went to different colleges. And it ended up being a couple years, this relationship. And it was just a hard relationship because it was, it was long-distance. And she ended up ending the relationship. And it just destroyed me. It was my first serious relationship. And I remember just being, like, wondering, like, you know, what's wrong with me? I remember thinking, uh, am, I, am I ever going to find anybody? Um, I remember just thinking, uh, I'm depressed. And I don't know how to get out of this depression. And I found Psalm 121 and ended up memorizing it that psalm in that season of my life. And it's about lifting your eyes to the hills and asking, where does your help come from? The help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He has everything under control is the gist. And it's, for me, that psalm is really important in that time of my life. And I remember coming to new life a couple years later. And Psalm 150 was, was somehow uh, engaged in my mind. I read the psalm and maybe somebody from stage read Psalm 150. If you know that psalm, it's about singing praise and being joyful to the Lord with, with harps and musical instruments and string instruments and tambourines and, and praises to the Lord. And that's what I thought of new life. I just thought it was so uh, exciting and, and the worship was so um, awesome and amazing. And so Psalm 150 has this special place in my heart for coming to new life and finding a church here. Psalm, one, uh, psalm 91 has a special place because on a mission trip, we went to Tibet uh, with the mill uh, a few years ago, and it was a rough trip. It was a hard trip. Uh, one of my friends had uh, passed away, like, I think a week or two weeks before the trip, and so here we are. I'm, I'm just depressed. Uh, a friend of mine who was very close passed away, and Psalm 91 brought a lot of comfort. It's the protection psalm. It says, uh, surely he will save you from the fowler's snare, from the deadly pestilence. And so if you say that psalm, if I read that psalm, like that's where my mind goes, and it's emotionally connected to my relationship with the Lord and a certain season and time of my life. And so my hope is that during this month, we'll get comfortable enough with the Psalms that maybe some of you will begin to have some memories, some great memories of Psalms or bring back memories of Psalms. Because Psalms, kind of a big deal of today is that I think Psalms, poetry, uh, artistic um, uh, like expressions can connect us with God, can, can connect us with truth in ways that like nerdy theological knowledge cannot. And, and if you know me, you know that I love nerdy theological knowledge but there's like a different side, like the Psalms open up a realm, like a, you start talking weird, like a hippie, like a space-time realm where you can connect with God throughout, like despite where you are. And so that's, that's what we'll talk about today. So this, this day, the Psalms, um, I'm going to, I'm going to give some announcements. We kind of started emotionally, at least for me, uh, retelling some stories of songs. Uh, we'll, we'll do some nerdy stuff for a little while. And then at the end of Sunday school, we'll come back to this kind of emotional connection that we can have with the Psalms. And so, um, announcements, should we announce some stuff? Okay, so if you're, first of all, if you're, uh, if you're new, welcome to Sunday school. On your tables uh, are a little 
Uh, it's, like, it's like a guest card. If you want to be emailed and called, put, give us your information. We'll email you and call you if that's what you want. I would love to connect with you and tell you more about the college and 20-somethings ministry of new life. Uh, there is a gift bag. We have a gift for you in the back. So fill it out as you leave. There'll be some nice people back there that are really nice to smile, to handshake you. Uh, they'll probably give you a hug if you want. Um, and they won't be too weird. And they'll give you a gift bag. Uh, it's got Brady Boyd's uh, book, new book, and it's got a, a CD of our worship, and we would love to have you uh, fill that out. So do that. And then next week, everybody say next week. Okay. Uh, there's a camping trip. Woo! So this is, I'm going to take a little bit of time to talk about the camping trip because I know you kids like to wait to the last minute to register for things. And, and we're, we're, I think, I'm not sure what the numbers are at now, but there's probably room for like, 10, 20 more people. So I'll announce this and maybe uh, this week you can think about it and join us. So it's a mill camping trip, college and 20 somethings, mill Sunday school camping trip. Next weekend, it's going to be Saturday, the, uh, the 8th. We're going to meet up at the Crags. You guys know where the Crags is? It's like right there. Just, just follow my hand right there. Like on the other side of Pikes Peak uh, is the Crags. It's really close to here. It's not a long drive. Uh, we're going to meet up there. It's a uh, national forest camping. So it's, it's, uh, it's a little rustic. There's not like a nasty porta potty right next to you, which that's not my kind of camping anyways. I'd rather be out in the middle of nowhere. So uh, it's a little rustic. There's a stream. There is, if you do want a bathroom, you could drive or walk. It's less than a, I think it's a quarter mile, a half mile from where we are to an actual bathroom. Um, but we're going to provide all the food. We're going to do a potluck on Friday night, or excuse me, Saturday night. We're going to have s'mores. Our theme of the weekend is Psalm 121. And then we'll, we'll have a little service in the morning, Sunday morning. We'll have a little service Saturday night. My wife, Erica, will lead worship, um, and it will be a wonderful weekend. There's free time on Saturday after lunch that we will give you uh, to go hang around uh, the backside of Pikes Peak or just to play in the stream or just sit around and camp. Um, there's an area called Devil's Playground. It's like a hiking area, and so I thought it'd be cool if we prayer walked that. <laughs> kind of redeem that area for the Lord. Um, anyways, that's a really cool looking like it looks like Hades like it's lots of cool rock formation hence the name Devil's Playground but uh uh the Lord created it and uh so you don't, no need to be afraid if that's if that's what's going to stop you from coming camping <laughs> anyways what else should I say Victoria should I say anything else that's about do you guys know Victoria Victoria just wave stand up maybe even so if you, uh, if you go to the website and you have questions about camping, she, her email is there. And once you, re- you're like, there's not that much information online. So, w- but once you register, it's only 24 bucks and you get a free t-shirt, uh, and, and all the foods, uh, except for we want you to bring a, a potluck thing on Saturday night. Uh, but you'll receive an email with all the information, like an itinerary, uh, driving directions, um, a packing list, all that. And it's really easy camping. You could literally be like two feet from your car and bring all the stuff you want to bring. And uh, so anyways, uh, anybody like camping? Okay, good. Me too. That's, I mean, that's just kind of a fun thing. It's just good to, to get out into the mountains. And the psalm we are going to, our theme psalm is 121, which is the psalm that the Israelites would say as they were ascending uh, the mountain to pray. So they'd be going to Jerusalem to spend time and pray, be ascending the mountain. So it's a psalm or a song of ascent. And so that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be ascending into the mountains and take some time. We're going to pray. We're going to have a lot of fun. And so we'd love for you to join us. Cool beans? Okay. Cool beans? 
All right, let's get started with uh, some serious business, kind of some serious nerdy business for about 20 minutes. Uh, an introduction to the Psalms. Um, if you're at a table that's small, it looks like some of you might be, you can join another table for this portion or you could stay with them because I have a pop quiz for all of you. I know you love pop quizzes because you're like, oh, in high school, I didn't get enough. And if you're in college now, you're like, oh, I love pop quizzes. That's what I love. So put away for this quiz, put away your Bibles, shut your Bibles. Uh, put away your internets and your phones, and it's just the knowledge at your table. Uh, we're going to do a pop quiz, and I have some stickers for the table that, some tables, probably plural, that, that do pretty well and do the quiz. So find a pen and find the quiz that's under your table. You're going to crawl under there. There should be one taped to it. If not, steal another tables. It's just 10 questions. Hopefully, uh, some of them are easy. Some of them are challenging. Ready to set go. All right, pins down in five, four, three, two, pins down, pins down. Uh, all right, uh, should we change? Are, do we trust you or should we change papers with other tables? Okay, if you feel comfortable, you can grade your own, but if, if you're tempted, then you may change papers with another table. A friend table. So, number one, we'll go through these, and so mark them either right or wrong. And then for the table that gets the most, probably the tables plural that get the most right, I have some stickers because I know you guys love stickers. Um, so, how many chapters are in the Book of Psalms? Question one. One fifty would be the right answer. Now, if you put. If you put 151, I will accept that as the correct answer because some Bibles, if you're, uh, uh, some Catholic Bibles, some Eastern Orthodox Bibles are from the Septuagint translation, uh, the, 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 the Greek translation of the Bible, and they have a psalm that is in the Greek translation of the Old Testament that the Hebrew Bible does not have. They have a Psalm 151, which is about, uh, David uh, it's right after David kills Goliath. You could Google it sometime and read it. It's a really short psalm uh, where, God, where David just praises God for killing Goliath. And so, uh, and, and by the way, we, we couple, uh, it seems like maybe years ago now, we talked about the Apocrypha and we said that we as Protestants have the, have the, the smallest, uh, canon. And so if there's any book or chapter of the Bible that has some question about it, like Psalm 51 has some question because it's in the Greek translation, but not in the Masoretic Hebrew translation, then we as Protestants just, let's take it out. Let's put it somewhere else. Let's keep the Bible, the, the, the for sure, uh, books that are supposed to be in there. So we have the shortest canon. But from all other denominations and uh, things. So anyways, did anybody have 151? Okay, never mind anyways. You did? You had 151? So we will accept that as a correct... Okay. Number two, the longest chapter of the Psalms. 119, it's very long, 176 verses. And uh, it's a very... Daniel Grothy talked about it at the New Life Friday night a couple uh, Fridays ago. And it is the longest chapter in the whole Bible, by the way. And the shortest chapter of the Psalms, the shortest chapter of the whole Bible, this would be uh, number three is Psalm 117 is the correct answer. So how many, how many tables have all three right so far? Okay, okay, good. Um, number four, who authored the most Psalms? David. At least 73 are attributed to David. That's the majority there. Uh, we'll talk about some other authors in a little bit. What does the word Psalm mean? It means psalm. <laughs> if you put psalm, that would be a wrong answer. 
but I would accept any answers such as a poem. I would accept song. I would accept, uh, if you know a little bit about the history of the word, it actually comes from a Greek word, saltirion, which is a stringed instrument like a harp. And I'll show you a picture of that in just a little bit. So if you put a harp, I would accept harp as a correct answer. Any other answers? Psalm, songs, poetry. No, psalm. we're not accepting the word psalm as the definition of psalm, so that would be wrong. Uh, this one should be an easy one. Uh, I imagine uh, you maybe all of you got this right. The psalm with the phrase, the Lord is my shepherd. Psalm 23. Uh, list at least three categories of psalms. And as long as you put anything down, you get this one correct. If you left it blank, you get it wrong. But I'm going to talk about... Uh, I'm going to talk about quite a few ways. You could say, oh, lament. You could say joyful songs. You could say songs of ascent. You could say uh, psalms about the Messiah, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, number eight, hopefully none of you got this wrong, because even my four-year-old son would get this right. But list the psalm number with the phrase, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. So if you were able to hear Jay whispering Psalm 1, you would know that this Psalm 1 is the answer, right? Okay. Any, anybody got all of them right so far? Okay, two, three tables. Okay, the, the, the next two are maybe a little harder. Psalm uh, number nine, what psalm does Jesus quote? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That is Psalm 22, to the tune of dough in the morning. So you guys, or you guys got it wrong? You didn't get that one. I, I, came, I distracted you. So uh, Number 10. What does the word Selah mean? You see it about 70-something times in the Psalms. Uh, I once went to a small group, and our name was Selah. And we really liked that word. And it means, uh, I'll accept a lot of different answers. I'll accept rest. I'll accept pause. I'll accept uh, stop and think about it. I'll accept... I'll accept uh, a musical interlude like, or some sort of musical notation. It was, it was like the, maybe an idea that uh, all these psalms were actual songs. And so Selah would be like potentially like maybe a, like an instrumental portion where you would think about what was just said before it. And I will... Uh, what? Like a bass drop, Mr. Bowman says. Maybe like a bass drop. Um, I will also accept the answer... I will accept the answer, I don't know. If you left it blank, you get it wrong. But if you said, I don't know, that's actually a pretty good answer because there's, I mean, there's theories about what the word Selah means, but because we don't know what these psalms sound like, I mean, lots of the songs say, to the tune of, uh, like to the tune of a doe in the morning, to the tune of a, a, a son that has passed away to the tune of this and that, to the tune of destruction, to the tune of there's different tunes. We don't know those tunes. And so we really don't know for sure what the word Selah means. The best guess, and I think it's a great guess, uh, a very good deduction is that it means stop, think about it. There's going to be a musical interlude. But we'll, we'll accept the, the, the answer, I don't know. Um, but we won't accept a blank. Uh, so how many tables got them all right? These two tables, three tables. Four tables? All right. Somebody, uh, Austin, would you hand out the stickers? R- raise your hand tables again so Austin knows in front of everyone. That everybody at the table gets a sticker. And don't let anybody from the outside sneak in. <laughs> All right. Thanks for humoring me with a quiz. Uh, humor me just a little bit more uh, with some facts and terms. This is nerdy stuff. Um, but here's some facts about the Psalms. The longest book of the Bible 
the middlest book of the Bible. Whenever you take your Bible and just open it right to the middle, it's probably in the Psalms. And what's interesting is probably in the middle of the Psalms, depending on like your introduction and maybe if you have a concordance at the end. But the Psalms is the middle, middle. The middle, middle of the Psalms is the middle of the Bible. Uh, each one, here's a picture. Let's just jump to this. So this is a picture of a saltirion. That's a Greek word for a harp. This picture is from the third century BC. It's on some pottery. And it was one of the really popular instruments at the time. Like today we'd say, oh, the popular instruments are guitars, drums, uh, bass drum. Um, but back then it was this kind of harp thing, a saltirion. And so the word psalms uh, comes from the name of the word for harp in the Greek. The, the Hebrew word for the psalms, if you talk to a Jewish person and say, um, you do, do you like the Psalms? They'll probably know what you're talking about. Uh, but if they're really Hebraic and they just know Hebrew, they would call it the Telehim. Uh, so they don't call it the Psalms. They call it the Telehim because that's the Greek word for the harp. And the, the word harp is in the Psalms quite a bit, like Psalm 137. It's the famous Psalm about by the rivers of Babylon. We sat and we wept and it says we hung our harps on the trees never to play them again because here this people has been drug into captivity and they're slaves now and they don't want to sing. They don't want to sing their psalms. What a sad sight that must have been for this very musical people. I mean, here's a whole book of psalms and there's probably more psalms out there. These are the ones that were categorized and these are the ones that are canonized. These are the ones that are passed down as scripture for us. But imagine how uh, musical this this uh, Hebraic culture was and here they are at Psalm 137 wanting to hang up their harps, never to pick up them again because they were so sad. Um, the number of psalms that are number of psalms that were songs was probably all of them. We don't know for sure, and we have lost the tunes. Many of the psalms start with uh, "to the tune of Do Not Destroy," to the tune of this and that, and we don't know what that is. We've we've lost that because there's no uh, recordings of them. Because it, this we're talking about very long time ago. Many of these psalms were written. Uh, Moses is an author of one. Solomon's an author of one. Asaph. Uh, David wrote the most of them. Uh, 40, uh, 48 of them are anonymous. Uh, Ethan, the Ezraite, has one. Uh, did I already say Solomon? Uh, Sons of Korah, Asaph. There's authors, you know, a song of Asaph, a, a miktam of David. Uh, and that, that word miktam, you'll see that word quite a bit. That just means, uh, we're not really sure again. Like some of these things is like, it's been lost because it's probably a musical notation of some sort. But a miktam, uh, probably like a literally means like a golden, like a, here's a golden song. Uh, by David. So it's like, here's a, here's a really good one. This is, the, this is a popular, this is a classic. This is a golden, a miktam of David. Uh, the word hallelujah occurs in the Psalms a lot. Do you know what it means? It means PTL. Praise the Lord. That's what it means. Um, Selah, it means pause probably. And so we know now that there's 150 Psalms and they're probably all songs, and we don't know the songs. We know that they're poems, and there is today really awesome people in worship, uh, different circles, uh, Shane and Shane. I, at the church here, uh, Caleb uh, Culver is, is trying to put many of the psalms to songs, um, and so people are doing that. Bach did a lot of work with the psalms and putting them to music. It's really cool, really beautiful, um, and that's maybe the way they were intended back in the day. And there's all kinds of psalms, and most of them are either prayers to God or these declarations of who God is or both at the same time. 
And there's groupings of the Psalms. So the next big thing we'll talk about here, it's kind of the nerdy side of things, and then we'll get back to the um, kind of the, the, the sensory, the feeling kind of things uh, towards the end of this lecture uh, or the sermon. So the grouping of the Psalms, there's ways in which we could break them up. And it's a really good thing to do. Anybody like organizing things? Okay, I see those hands. Good. Um, <clears throat> we just organized a bunch of Sunday school stuff. And there's people that like come out of the woodwork, like Victoria and Megan. They're just like, oh, I love organizing. And they get excited about it. They make signs and labels. And we need those people. Um, it brings order and it brings uh, ease of finding things. And it brings structure. Uh, my undergrad, um, so when I went to college, I thought, oh, I want to... Um, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, so I ended up with a biology degree. And one of the first things you do with biology, you take all of life and you categorize it. You do the kingdom, the phyla, the the thing you probably learned. Um, you do the plants, the animals, and then like the different animals. There's the insects, and then you like how many animals fall, different species fall into that order, and you structure all of life. I mean, look outside. We're looking here. There's lots of life everywhere. The world is teeming with life. How in the world to begin to study something like biology, the study of life? Well, the first thing you do, if you have a good biology teacher, uh, is to categorize it. Once you categorize it, things start to make sense. And so let's categorize the Psalms for just a second. This is going to be nerdy. So this is a nerd alert of the day. <laughs> okay, pretty good. Uh, So I'm just going to present four different ways of categorizing the Psalms, but there are potentially endless. And there's lots of theologians, lots of scholars that may tweak these different uh, uh, categories of Psalms. But one of the best ways, if you look at your Bible, uh, if you're opening your Bible, open it up to Psalm 1. There there might say, uh, book 1. And then when you get to Psalm about 42, it'll say book 2. So a really good way of organizing, categorizing the Psalms, would just to be, well, look at how the Psalms categorize themselves. There's five books, um, Psalm 1 through 1 through 41, and then right at Psalm 42, your Bible will say, this is the book 2 of Psalms, and so there's five books. So that's one way of categorizing them. Um, our homeboy, Martin Luther, anybody like Martin Luther? Whoop, whoop. Uh, he's a theologian. Many of you uh, consider a hero. He... Um, at the time, in the 1500s, uh, came up with uh, this reformation of the church. He wanted to reform it because there was a lot of abuse and scandal and, and pretty bad theology at the time. And he uh, protested against the church and reformed it. And so we today are kind of recipients of that. We are Protestants uh, coming along the line of Martin Luther. Martin Luther studied the Psalms, studied the whole Bible. Wonderful theologian, a great theologian, a hero uh, of, of many for th- theological topics. And he studied the Psalms and he said, he said there's five topics. He said there's Messiah Psalms, Psalms about the Messiah, like Psalm 22, um, where Jesus quotes Psalm 22. There's Psalms that teach us stuff. There's Psalms of comfort. I would say Psalm 23 would be a comforting Psalm. Of the Lord is my shepherd, shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul, guides me in the path of righteousness. Uh, there's prayer psalms, psalms that are just straight prayers. There's thanksgiving prayers like Psalm 100, Psalm 150. Praise to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord in his sanctuary. Praise the Lord from Zion. So that would be Luther's way of organizing the psalms. Um, here's another guy. This is like super nerd alert. Uh, his name is Gunkel. Um, kind of a cool last name. But he lived in the 1900s and he did a lot of work with the Hebrew text. So it's like he, we realized a lot of the songs have been lost, but he went back into the text and said, well, where could some of these psalms 
have arisen. Like these words were probably second century words. These words were, were David. These were the words David used. So maybe these other Psalms are probably David's too because he used these words a lot. And so he, uh, like a historical criticism of the Psalms. If you talk to anybody who studies the Psalms, if you, if you know anybody that knows anybody, they will mention Gunkel for sure. Every book that I've read on the Psalms in preparation for this month, uh, they've mentioned Gunkel at some time, at some place. He is just kind of the scholar of scholars that lived in the 1900s that a lot of people have based their study of the Psalms off of. And then there's this guy, um, Brueggemann, Walter Brueggemann. If you say this name around Glenn, around Daniel, around Brady, or, or Adam Molesky, they will get very excited. Like, oh, how do you know Brueggemann? And, and then you'll say, well, we just talked about him. He's the great psalmist. He's the great Old Testament scholar. He wrote this wonderful book that I'm about halfway through uh, about the Psalms. And he says, there's just three categories. He says, orientation, disorientation, reorientation. And what he means by that is uh, orientation uh, would be orienting ourselves to God, like the seasons of life when we're in well-being and we have praises to the Lord, that there's many Psalms that fit that category. And then the second category, disorientation. Those would be Psalms when you're mad. Those would be Psalms when you're suffering. Those would be Psalms when you're raging, either against your enemies or even against God. I mean, there's Psalms. Some of these Psalms are real. Like if we prayed some of these Psalms in church, like the security guards would come up and just nicely take you down uh, and, and stop. You shouldn't be saying that in church, but actually you should. It's, it's in the side. There's just like, like, God, where are you? God, smash the teeth of my enemies. God, take my enemies' babies and smash them against a wall. Like, that's, that's like, I mean, like, what reaction do you have to that? It's horrible. Like, but it's, it's what the people were feeling at the time. And so not next week, because next week we'll be camping. There's no Sunday school next week. But the week after that, we'll talk about the disorientation Psalms. Like, what do we do with these Psalms that are, they, they hate the enemy? Like, doesn't Jesus say, love your enemy? Like, what do we do with that? And then finally, Psalms of reorientation. That would be Psalms of like surprising new gifts that you've received from God. Like maybe during the psalm, you could see this motion of being upset with God and then receiving from God and then praising God at the same time. So that's Brueggemann's uh, interpretation of how to categorize the psalms. And the theologian, the psalmist that you're probably most familiar with is J-Boy, because he started off Sunday school with the psalms. And like every good parent should brag about their kids, uh, Jay knows a lot of psalms. Uh, he knows Psalm 1, which he said, you probably heard it a little bit today because uh, he was whispering it. He knows Psalm 2, why do the nations conspire? He knows Psalm 23, Lord is my shepherd. He knows Psalm 51, a very long psalm. Uh, Lord, have mercy on me. According to thy great mercy, according to thy uh, boundless mercies, have, uh, have mercy on me. Forgive me for my sin. He knows Psalm 84, how lovely is your dwelling place. He knows Psalm 117, the shortest psalm. Uh, he knows Psalm 131, Lord, my, uh, my eyes are not haughty. Uh, my heart is not proud. He knows Psalm 134. Praise the Lord. Are you servants of the Lord? And uh, he's working on Psalm 16, Psalm 104, and Psalm 100. That's a lot for a four-year-old. It's just, it's what we do. I found out he's really good at it. And so he gets little treats for saying Psalms. And he, he's like, Dad, can we say some Psalms? He's like, sure, let's say some Psalms. Or I'll let him stay up late. It's like, it's bedtime. Mom's saying it's time to go to bed. And Jay's like, Dad, can we say a psalm? What are you supposed to do? He's like, no, get to bed. He's like, yeah, let's say a psalm. Um, so he loves staying up late and saying psalms. It's just, uh, it's what he does. So anyways, 
Jay has categories. He says there's psalms about good guys and psalms about bad guys. I don't know how he came up with this. I didn't tell him it. Uh, but he said a good guy psalm would be Psalm 23. Uh, the, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Uh, dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's a psalm about a good guy. Right, Dad? Sure, that's a good guy psalm. Uh, psalm 2 why do the nations conspire and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let's break his chains and throw off his shackles. And the one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord rebukes them and scoffs at them. And Jay will say, that's some about the bad guys, right, Dad? Yeah, that's, that's the bad guy psalm. And so for Jay, there's good guys and bad guys psalms. And then, of course, uh, the Psalm 1, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. That's the good guy, right, Dad? Yeah. But not so the wicked. That's the bad guy, right, Dad? Yeah. They are like the chaff. The wind blows away. So in Jay's world, and maybe this, I don't know, he watches some cartoons of good guys and bad guys. In Jay's mind, the psalms are either all about good guys or bad guys. And then in Jay's mind, psalms are either short or long. (laughs) Like Psalm 117, that's a short psalm. Um, and sometimes Jay likes saying the longer psalms because he's like, Dad, can I get two treats for saying Psalm 51? It's like, sure, that's a long one. You can get two treats for saying Psalm 51. So in Jay's mind, uh, that's his categorization of the psalms. So here's what I want you to do. We have uh, just a little bit of time left. Uh, actually, quite a bit, maybe 15 minutes. So we'll take some time and give you a discussion question. Um, I told you this discussion question was coming, and I think it says a lot about uh, who you are. I think it's one of those questions. Like if you go on a, uh, I don't know, like go out to a date or something, you go out to lunch together, like these, these, this table of girls, table of guys over there, uh, they have lunch at Chili's after church. Um, then they'll start, you know, they'll talk about, well, what do you do? What do you do? Uh, you know, what do you do for fun? Where do you work? Where do you go to school? And maybe in a lull in the conversation, at some point, somebody will probably say, it's just one of those questions that comes up. Well, what type of music do you like? And it says something about you, don't you think? Like if you're into country, that says something about you that, you know, maybe says something different than if you're into rap or if you're into, uh, I don't know what your kids are into, heavy death metal, your kids are into that. Uh, that says something about you that's different than if you're like, yeah, if all you're talking about is how much you love smooth jazz, well, that says something different than the, than the gangster rap, don't you think? So this question might say something a little bit about you. It might stretch you just a tad. Uh, if you don't know, feel free to, to pass. You can pass. And if you do know, uh, make it quick, um, uh, this question. But what's your favorite psalm? And then what kind of group is it in? And of course, there's different ways of grouping the psalms. So, so I'm basically asking, what kind of psalm is it? Like, if your favorite psalm is Psalm 137, that's that's a lament. That's a one of the deepest laments maybe in the whole scripture. Like, if that's your favorite psalm, like, why is that? Is the Lord bringing you through a season right now where you are lamenting as well? If your favorite psalm is 100, praise the Lord, shout with joy to the Lord. Well, that says something about maybe you or the season of life you're in right now, that that would be your favorite psalm. So take a couple minutes, uh, be quick about it if, when you're sharing, and you can pass if you want to, but uh, answer this question, your favorite psalm, and then what kind of psalm is it? Ready to set? Go. I'll give you uh, just a minute, or less than a minute, to wrap up if you need it. Did everybody get to share? All right, what's your favorite psalm? Yell something out. 101. 90, I heard of like us. Maybe in... 18. 
Psalm 1. One of three. I like, um, see, right now I really like uh, David's Psalm 51. It's pretty meaningful. It's Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, according to thy great mercy, according to the multitude of tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Um, and it's, it's the psalm that he says to Nathan the prophet after Nathan the prophet comes to him and says, uh, says basically says, David, you, we all know you've uh, committed adultery, adultery with Bathsheba. And David, it says David sits down. It's one of the only times in the Bible, maybe the only time, you could Google fact check me on this, but we, we see someone sitting while they're praying and David just collapses and he's so sorry before the Lord. Uh, a, a man after God's own heart is what David was called by God. And he prays this prayer of, Lord, have mercy, blot out my transgressions, um, have mercy on me. And it's, so right now in this season, it's my favorite. At other times, it was surely Psalm 121. At other times, it was Psalm 23. Um, at other times, it was Psalm 1. But uh, right now, it's Psalm 51. I'm getting a lot of uh, enjoyment and life from reading that. So let's talk about the world of the Psalms for just a second. And this will get us back into this. We've, we've been talking nerdy stuff. We've been talking facts. Um, but this will get us back into the heart of the Psalms, the world of the Psalms. It's like this plane in which God and human beings, it's this like communication realm. It's the language of prayer, the language of Psalms, the language of poetry that can instantly connect us with, with what we're feeling and who God is. I think about that scene in, uh, have you seen, uh, Dead Poet Society? It's a Robin Williams classic. There's that scene where, um, they pull out the textbooks. And he opens up to the introduction and says, somebody read the introduction. And it's J. Evans Pritchard, Ph.D. And he basically says that you can graph any poem you want by its importance and its perfection. And Byron would score low on the perfection, but high on the importance and so on and so forth. And it's like this very nerdy, like mind, methodical way of looking at poetry. And then what's Robin Williams say? He says the word excrement. That's what I think of J. Evans Pritchard, Ph.D. Rip those pages out of your books, boys. And everyone looks around like, really, what? And they rip the pages out of the book. And he says, basically the gist of the whole movie is you don't come to poetry with your, with your like, mind and your systems. Like, allow the poetry to you know, get a sense of the poetry, get the feelings of the poetry, the emotions of the poetry. And that's what I really want to argue this month, that, that we can learn to pray better. We can learn to be honest with God uh, through reading the, the Psalms, praying the Psalms. And so it's at this point, we'll kind of take a U-turn from the facts and the knowledge and the data about the Psalms. And, and uh, I found the quote by N.T. Wright, if you know who he is. He's a kind of a theologian hero of mine. He says, Psalms, um, po- poetry, Psalms, like are songs that could take you back to particular moments in your life. And we look at the world differently when in the presence of the Psalms or in the presence of great music, like the world just seems different. Uh, we read a Psalm. I've seen some of your Facebook status. I've taken note of your Facebook status when, when you've posted about the Psalms. This last month I've had time to think about the Psalms and reflect on them. And a couple of you are like, this Psalm, I just found it. It's brand new. And, and they, you post it and you're like, this is exactly how I'm feeling. It's like, yes, wow, that's amazing how we could connect with, with a psalm and pray to the Lord this exact words that someone else saying. Um, and so in conclusion, um, I think how I wanted to end today was um, 
uh, maybe just a little piece of where I was last week, which was like a trip of a lifetime. I wasn't here all week. I just got back on Friday. I had a friend. We surprised him for his birthday and all uh, drove down. And he has a sister who's a, a, a whitewater rafting guide in the Grand Canyon. And so last week, I was in the Grand Canyon in a whitewater rafting boat and camping. Uh, and it was just wonderful. I'm so grateful for that. There was like 18 of us. And the river rafting guides were excellent. They took care of us. They cooked for us. They got all their stuff and showed us where to camp and led us through these whitewater rapids that were pretty fun. And they, uh, they were just interesting dudes. Uh, you ever heard the term like cuss like a sailor? Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> ever, heard the, ever heard the term drink like a sailor? All that needs to be said. Um, so these guys were just, they were characters, but you would get to hear them talking about why they guide the rivers, why there's sailors on the, on the Colorado and the Grand Canyon. And they would talk about the beauty. They would talk about, you know, like the creator. They would talk about, the, 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 they wouldn't maybe say Jesus. They wouldn't say the Bible, but they would talk about creation. They would talk about the beauty. And so we, we whitewater rafted and we camped. And then the next morning we're on the shore about to go. And oh, one of the guides says, can I read a poem? And everybody said, sure. And he started to read this poem. He said, it's actually a prayer. He said, it's the boatman's prayer. And he didn't, he didn't write it. <clears throat> it's a pretty famous boatman's prayer. And it goes something like this. The first couple lines are, um, dear Lord of this riverbank, before we launch today, listen to me for a moment, to what a boatman has to say. I don't claim to be a saint. My soul is not lily white. Sometimes I yield to temptation. Sometimes I drink too much at night. Down here, I'm not an angel. And he, the, basically, this poem, this prayer, was the gospel message. It was basically, I'm a sinner. I need help. I, I give in to temptation. I know I'm not a saint. And the, towards the end of the poem, it's like, have mercy on me. Lord, would you forget my sins? But I thank you that I, I am where I am, that I get to guide this river and be in the beauty of your creation. And I looked around, and all the river guides were like, like as one, one of the guys was reading it, all the other guides were like mouthing it. They all, they all knew it. They all had it memorized. And it just connected with me, and I, I was just like tearing up, and I started crying, and so I put on my sunglasses, because that's, that's what a man does. Um, but it was just this moment where I was like, oh my gosh, Psalms, poetry. Like if, if, if I said, hey, can I read the gospel presentation and talk to you guys about Jesus? They would all just kind of like, eh. But it was like, let me read a poem. And I didn't even read it. It was like one of them. It was like, can I read a poem to start our day? And it was this poem of the gospel message. You can look it up later. It's called The, the Boatman's Prayer. And it was just so beautiful. Like that's what poetry can do for us. That's this human experience that we connect with God through prayer, through poems, through songs. And so this month, that's just a glimpse into what we're going to do. Uh, next week's the camping trip. We'll, we'll cancel Sunday school. The week after that, a really insightful, I hope, and a really beautiful reflection on the lament, the hate psalms. And so let's pray this morning. If you would bow your head, I'm going to uh, read, say, Psalm 117, a very short psalm, a psalm of praise to the Lord. And there's a lot to praise him about with the Psalms and how grateful we are as his creation. It says this, Praise the Lord, all you nations. Extol him, all you people. For great is his love among us and his faithfulness endures forever. So Father, we, we sit before you and, and we pray to you. We listen to the words of the Psalms. And Lord, we reflect on who you are. We reflect on who we are. 
and how we can connect with you through psalms and poetry, how the gospel is presented, how life is is set before us in in psalms and in poetry. And we're so grateful. We praise you, Lord. Lord, this month we, we say open our hearts and minds, and we also say, Lord, by the use of the psalms, stretch our hearts and minds that we might receive more of you. You're a holy God. We worship you. We praise you. And everybody said, amen. All right, everybody. Really would love to see every one of you camping next week. So look online. And if you don't come camping, well, then we'll see you in two weeks for our talk on the Lament Psalms. Go in peace. Peace out. We hope you've been spiritually encouraged by listening to this podcast. More podcasts and information about the College and 20-somethings ministry at New Life Church in Colorado Springs can be found at newlifechurch.org forward slash Sunday School.